Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the No More Wasted Days. Po- the No More Wasted Days podcast. I got this. This is. I'm <laughs> uh, once again joined by my friend Deontay. Hello. Hello. Uh, yeah, you texted me and said you want to do a podcast. Yeah, dude. I um, <laughs> I I've just been up to nothing like. I needed some, you know, stimulated conversation. It's not, not a slight to the people I hang out with on the regular basis, <laughs> but I just wanted to get out and do something new. Um, you know, something travel different. and all that's a little, you know, still restricted. I don't want to go out and do too much adventuring and, you know, crowded public areas. So I'm just looking for creative ways to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, do do some stimulating activities. And this was like the first thing that came to mind. So yeah, yeah, always, I'd always glad to help. Um, we can also always just hang out. It doesn't need to be a podcast. Yes. <laughs> you just had me on. You just had me on podcast mode when you showed up today, and I was like, "All right, let's do a <laughs> I um. Well, I'm I'm fed. I, I'm energized, and I'm ready to go. And uh, but yeah, I would love to hang out with you. Yeah. Just grab a beer. Sounds grab good. some cornbread. Grab some Down cornbread. Oh. Just only cornbread. What's the name of the uh, uh that that brewery? Uh, Patina. Homies, if you've never been to Patina. <laughs> In, is this Port Coquitlam? Is this still yeah, Port Coquitlam? In, in Port Coquitlam. Good beer. Good ribs. Fantastic good. cornbread. They do brisket. Their brisket is really... Oh, man. I think they were out of, they were out of the brisket. They're usually out by 3 p.m. It's oh, it's out. a daily thing. <laughs> they, yeah, they just make brisket. It's a thing on there. Oh, so they make it every day. Yeah. But they usually sell out every day of the stuff. Yeah. Okay, that's that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. It wasn't like a beef shortage or anything like that. No, no. It's okay. just like it's they smoke it for like 24 hours or however long you smoke brisket for. Yeah, and I and guess then, they don't want to have extra for the next day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they, I'm assuming what they do is every 24 hours or whatever, they start a new batch. Mm-hmm. So it's always, they always have more in the morning. Yesterday, I made ribs for the first time. How'd that go? It went really good. I just, I mean... Thing about cooking is you follow the recipe on the YouTube channel. You know you don't, you can't really mess up. There's not a lot of room for error, especially when it's something that's as simple as like a marinade and then put it in the oven. Um, I would have bought better ribs because they they just they weren't the greatest ribs. The greatest cut of meat is very fatty, and it was like too much from well too much hassle to go and cut it all off. Yeah. I just want to eat, you know. But um, put like mixture of paprika, uh, mu- dry mustard. Uh, Pepper, garlic pepper, uh, garlic powder, onion powder, anyways, the whole nine yards, and then sauced in some barbecue uh, in the last five minutes, put it on broil, and just, it was good. Better the second day, actually. Everything kind of oh, soaked yeah. in a little bit more. Soaked more? Yeah, that was lunch. Uh, Sarah and I tried to make ribs uh, with bear ribs. Bear ribs? Bear ribs. Oh, um, her dad's a hunter. So, okay. Uh, failed miserably. Bear is disgusting. No, I I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I don't have bear ribs, so I can't speak on behalf of the rib. Um, I have had bear pepperoni and a bear burger. So I should both were very good. I should qualify that with saying, um, bear can be good. Mm-hmm. Um, the wrong bear can be gross. Um, mm. If it's taken to, if it's been in the freezer for too long, okay, it can be gross. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fat specifically, like bear fat, is has an incredibly awful smell and taste to it. Interesting. Um, especially if you don't get it at the right time of year. Like, yeah. I don't know what season the bear hunt is, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know how. You know, you get a skinny bear, you get a skinny bear. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm imagining the burger and the pepperoni are pretty good because it was probably very well spiced. And typically when you're making burger out of uh, out of game meat, you're putting in like 10% pork fat or something. I wonder. Um, because there's not a lot of fat in game meat. Mm-hmm. So um, if you try to burger it, it just turns up into yeah. like a dry patty. Yeah, fast Lakita burger and some of those succulent dishes. Yeah. But uh, no, the bear... Um, I know the bear that I had, I don't know when it was caught, all that jazz, but the turnover was like about a week. It, it yeah. was in and out and then, and then, I guess, farm to table in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was good. I, I ate a lot of pepperoni that week. I just had a huge bag and I'm pretty sure I was the only one eating it. And uh, yeah, seven nope. days it was gone. Nobody wanted to eat the pepperoni. Yeah, no, bear, uh, apparently bear like ages even when it's in the freezer. Interesting. Apparently, yeah. We pulled those fuckers out. We soaked them. They were like drowned in like sauce mm-hmm. and spices and stuff. Like literally a pool of sauce that was like a few inches deep and then just like a couple bear ribs in it. Yeah. Um, and we baked it for like two fucking hours. Okay. Real slow bake. Uh, and this is coming from her uh, mom who cooks a lot of game meat. Game uh, meat? Game. Oh, game. Okay. But I mean, no. She's a little sexist. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true at all. She's a wonderful lady. <laughs> gay bears. I wonder if there's gay gay bears. You know, there's some. I know there's yeah, some. Yeah, there are. I've been to that club before. <laughs> oh my god! I can totally put that put that one right up there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna drink some water. Get on here. <laughs> um, uh, oh, yeah. I think there's homosexuality in all species. Okay. That's news. Um, I did not know this. Yeah. Like, pretty much, I think pretty much every species has, there's been, a, like, official reports of homosexuality interesting and there's always just like dominance displays and stuff so you mentioned you're like you know learning about animals whatever you call an animal researcher a zoologist a zoologist imagine you're a zoologist you know you just finished your graduating course you go out for you know mating season you're the animal that you're uh, you're looking in and you see a you find a couple doing the birds and the bees and you're like wow it's just like Finally, I've been I've been waiting years to see this in person. As weird as that sounds, and you you you, you look closer and it's it's two, two male bears. <laughs> I wonder I wonder how common that actually is. Probably very uncommon. I, would I mean, they probably see it. Maybe not not their first time. Mm-hmm. Do you I think wonder. the bears would it would be like a, like you go out to the forest and you're like those those two dudes are getting on and you look over and there's just like a club of bears just like flashing lights and shit out in the forest I wonder <laughs> I wonder what goes on that we don't see you think of all the cool shit you get on camera and then think about the uh, other 99% that that's 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 missed and then yeah. oh, there's a lot of cool shit out there I wish I was an omni omnipotent being I could just like <laughs> go around the world and see everything all the crazy shit going on I wish I could go around in time if you could ask God one question Oh, fuck. What would you ask him? Wow, that's a big one. Um, uh, okay. Here, He's giving you ten more seconds. Okay. Uh, who has better orgasms, men or women? 
women. <laughs> I mean, if I could climax numerous times in a session, I mean, I'll call it sex a session, but you know what I mean. That would be. Yeah, it's that'd true. be pretty cool. Not all women can come multiple times, though. Not all women. No. Not all women. They just get the one. Yeah. <laughs> I would ask him. Who did 9-11? Who did? Or did we really land on the moon in that 69. year? Yeah, 69. I knew that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to have my conspiracy theories answered at like yeah. all costs. Like if I could know one truth of this world, that would be it. Like, Did we go to the moon? You and all, yeah. U.S. conspiracy theories. If I could, oh, if I could just... It's all sitting Wait, can... in a file, underneath a bunker, underneath... I don't even know. What if it's like a request, a request in the form of a question, like, can you make Sasquatch real? Like, <laughs> oh. Ooh, what if would you I could do? Ask, the God, ask, God, ask God for one thing. If he could just standardize penis sizes amongst men, yeah, everyone so there's exactly no more the competition, <laughs> no feeling bad. Like, everyone, I, everyone, everyone's like a solid six. Everyone, solid six. Solid six. Yes. That, Everything. That'd be pretty cool of God to do, you know. That'd be pretty. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, God plays favorites. Does he, though? Yeah. No. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. I don't know. I feel like that's true across, like, time. Like, you get this good thing, but in turn, you got to get this bad thing. I... My biggest struggle... I, I was... Once a very, very... I was a dedicated man of faith. I was quite... I was, like, strict enough in my practice, you know. I, I uh, went to church every week, and I tried to live live by the morals and ethics of the Bible. And recently I've struggled with that. I just... I guess it's a coming-of-age thing. But I've always wondered, like... And, and one of my biggest questions is, like, why... Why, why, why am I born over here... In Vancouver General Hospital, things are good. My voice had a roof over my head, and there's people that are born, you know, in I don't know Uganda. Yeah, you know, and they're and they're born malnourished, and and the village is struggling, all that stuff. You know, that's that's my because I don't think we're all born equal. You know, there's there's no there's nothing that yeah, you could give in that be given in that situation to make it better, except for just like being out of that situation completely. That's my biggest uh, like when I think about God and like. I guess universal justice, or in in whatever form that is, or, or or does not exist, that that's like my biggest question, I guess, to the universe and whatever's out there. Like, why, homie? But you know, things we'll never know until we do or we don't. <laughs> until until the yeah. day passes and until we, pass. we find out what's on the other side. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've talked about this several times on my podcast before. I'm terrified of death. Mm-hmm. Terrified. Mm-hmm. It's weird because a lot of people look at me like. Uh, you know, I do a lot of things that aren't necessarily the safest things in the world. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's the thing. It's the big unknown. What's on the other side? I, I'm i not scared of death. I mean, I don't want to die. There's things I certainly want to accomplish, and I think I'm more scared of not having accomplished the things I want to accomplish mm-hmm. um, before I die rather than the notion of death itself. Because I, I, I don't know. My, my thoughts towards death are that I don't believe that there is a hell. Um, I just, I don't believe how a God could, you know, banish someone 
to Eternal Fire for maybe just like they could be a beautiful, generous and loving person, but because they didn't believe in X, you know, they don't get to go to heaven mm-hmm. and they go to hell. I just don't believe in I just I just can't see a god or a being doing that to anybody, sending them to a you know damnation. And so if there is no in in my eyes and reason I'm like not super scared of it, rather just like don't happen too soon <laughs> is I don't think it's either gonna be there's gonna be nothing bad on the other side, only nothing or something really cool. And that's uh that that's kind of my stance and how I've tried to rationalize it. And that's probably just me trying to rationalize mm. it so I'm not scared of death. I think I think everyone spends I think everyone should spend more of their life talking about death and thinking about death. Yeah. I don't think enough people do. I agree with you on that one cuz it's the only cons- it's like the only constant in this in this world is life and death. Yeah. You live and you die. Yeah. And there's not it's not many more things that happen. You you could break life down to that simple. You can break yeah. life down to what we do in our day yeah. to you know, how we exist or to just we live and we die. Yeah. You know, we could, you, that's about as flat as you can get. And you don't have very long to live. And just, you know, you, you never feel like you're that close to the end, right? Even when you're 80, you still feel like you're 20. I wonder. I, I, I could tell you. but That's what everyone tells me. Like, interesting. I mean, fuck, I'm, I'm 26 already. How'd that happen? Yeah. Where'd that come from? Yeah. I, um, like, I just have to come to grips with people calling me sir. I look at my life, and it's really weird. When I'm thinking about, like... I don't, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a very long-term planner. You know, I want to have this done by then. I want to move on to this. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna try and open my my own business by by this date. Um, kind of have a rough plan. And I always, I, I never go past having anything like left unturned by like 30. You know, it's like I don't. I, I don't imagine what I'm gonna be doing past 30. Maybe that's. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I mean, like leaving things open, like leaving it open. Like I want to have this done, but I'll be all these things done by the time I'm 30. And then once you hit 30, you can start thinking about your next decade based on where you are Mm -hmm. for that. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I guess a 22 year old can't plan much more than 10 years of his thoughts and dreams before. It's like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to be doing when I'm 35. (laughs) I don't even know what I'm going to be doing when I'm 35. I don't know what I'm going to be doing in two years from now. I don't know what I'm doing for breakfast, but <laughs> oh, it'll be an adventure. Yeah. Whatever comes. There's a lot of a lot of things to see and a lot of things to do and not enough time to do it, man. Yeah. It's fucking scares the shit out of me. If I could choose one science to like just click a button and it's advanced to be like health. Like if we could keep everyone healthy until they're like if the average lifespan could be like a hundred years old, maybe a little bit longer, and in the whole process you're very healthy, you're still walking without a cane at eighty-five, I think that'd be that'd be something that I, I just want to happen. The thing is, though, we have—I mean, I guess what you want is you want to be able to give someone an injection and keep them healthy, because we have that knowledge. Yeah, we know how to do it. The thing is, it involves work from people, and people don't want to do work. I think for a lot of people, I mean, generally, eating very healthy. I think the biggest thing is what you consume. You, know, you are what you eat. What do pardon? You are what you eat. Yeah, and if you want to eat like you're gonna to live to a hundred, you'll you'll likely live close to there. And if you're gonna eat like, not you know, you're gonna eat your burgers, you're gonna eat your Beyond Meat burgers that I just so happen to have for dinner. You know, it's it's there. Would, there's a big difference. I would, right I would almost I would almost flip around the other way. Like, it's it's more like if you're gonna eat like you want to live till you're a hundred. 
Mm-hmm. That's because like if you eat like as if you're just assuming you're going to live to 100, mm-hmm. you're going to eat like shit. And that's how most... Uh, yeah, that's, I think that's how I meant it. Yeah. You know, eat your fruits and your veggies and your balanced carbs. Not too yeah. much protein. If you're going to eat meat, get the fat out, eat it clean. If you're going to live a clean, you know, organic fed, natural lifestyle, like you'll do a lot better than... Than the rest of us, that's for sure. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's 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 eating clean, it's exercising, and it's sleeping. Yeah, that's the trifecta. And if you can do all those things, you can be good. Sleeping, My, sleeping. I, I I've always wondered how sleeping works like long term with your lifespan because I know people that like you know it's five six hours all they need. You know, the first person that comes to mind is Dwayne. He's like Dwayne the Rock, and he's up at like three thirty in the morning yeah. doing his stuff. Like he just mm-hmm. has that energy. And I'm like wonder like that much output shortens your lifespan I, I don't know how it works but to me it's like it's a very uh, it's thought provoking so there are a couple people so they're not a couple there are there's a very 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 small percent of a percent of a percent of people mm-hmm. who actually only need like four or five hours of sleep a night yeah um, on average it's seven to nine mm-hmm. depending on who you are and it's just up to you to learn it um, specifically with the rock I think that he he's going to die young not you know he's uh, he eats well. He probably gets enough sleep. Uh, he's very active. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is there's a certain loss of return on working out when you start getting really big. Yeah. Um, because there's like this. The more muscle and beefy you are, it's just like it's it's burning a candle hot and bright, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it it's seen all across the can- animal kingdom. The larger, stronger individuals tend to die earlier yeah because uh for most animals and mammals specifically this Mm -hmm. doesn't really apply to like reptiles and stuff i guess but mammals uh it favors um evolution favors the younger years yeah because that's when you tend to give birth Mm -hmm. and procreate yeah so being big and strong earlier on is much more important Mm -hmm. right Versus a long, a very long lifespan, which is like something you can look at reptiles that live for uh, decades and hundreds of years, almost yeah. universally. Mm-hmm. Um, There's some that they live like 12 or whatever, but they tend to be smaller. Um, mm. Snakes, most snakes can easily pass 40 years old. It's different among mammals. Well, it's different because reptiles are cold-blooded and they produce eggs. And the bigger they are, the more eggs they can produce. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So usually there's much... And it's actually similar with fish too. You get like a much, a very uh, delayed uh, maturation. Yeah. Um, so uh, they tend to live much longer, and they don't get really jacked and beefy when they're young. That's not. It's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, evolution has favored a, a longer lifespan. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the case of the rock. Uh, he's super big and super jacked and he's probably eating all the supplements and everything that he needs to get that big. Yeah, that and does something to you. He's burning the candle hot. Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. In theory, it makes sense and I think it's a consistency amongst mammals like larger... I, I, I don't know if it has anything to do with... It, it's, di- it's different than I think the working out actually is counterintuitive to a certain extent. Like once you get a certain point, bodybuilders and stuff, that's not healthy. It's not healthy for your long-term health. But like even bigger dogs, you know, have shorter lifespans than the smaller mm-hmm. dogs, and um, I'm sure that applies to humans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it like working out really hard and like bodybuilders and stuff, they get like muscular like issues with their heart because they get 
a different kind of muscle growing around their heart that doesn't work the way a heart muscle is supposed to. Ooh. Um, and a lot of time bodybuilders tend to be a lot more worried about uh, getting strong than like their cardio. Yeah. So um, I actually know someone whose uncle was a bodybuilder who died when he was 47 mm. because uh, his heart just couldn't hold, couldn't pump enough blood to the muscles anymore. Yeah, I guess the pump supplies blood and those muscles use up a lot of that juice. Yeah. Use up a lot yeah. of those pumps. And then there's the difference between bodybuilders and actually strong men. This is, this is why I don't work out, you know, <laughs> for my health. For the sake of my health. For your health. Don't go to the gym. <laughs> On the flip side, you get a lot of people that are like, they don't work out, and they're like, I can't work out because my knees are sore. Or, That's a tough one. Like, I can't work out because I hurt my shoulder. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well... When was the last time you actually did anything with it? Because mm. if I go outside and walk around on gravel without any shoes on my feet, my feet are going to get sore. Yeah. Because I've never exposed my feet to gravel. Exactly. Um, Give it a couple months, a couple keep weeks. Doing and it, your yeah. feet build up that resistance. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, when you don't use your, if you injured, and I've seen this with my girlfriend, you're injured and you don't go to the gym, your muscles get weak. And even, you know, part of the healing is putting the strength back yeah. in those areas. And obviously, you need to consult with the professional. Obviously, you don't work a, recently injured muscle yeah but at a certain point you need to start building the muscle back up again or else it might just feel sore and weak and tired and you won't be able Forever. to lift and then you lift something your back hurts and you think you're still injured but it's like no he's gotta your half of the therapy starts and you're like yeah you have you have to be dedicated it's back to the whole thing of people don't want to work mm-hmm. they don't want to work to live long they don't you know mm-hmm. modern medicine can p- keep people alive till they're 90 fairly predictably um, okay. Uh, but their health span tends to end around 65, depending on how active they are. Mm, interesting. Because um, there's lifespan and there's health span, and those are two different. Oh, can you explain health span? Health span is how long you're healthy and how long you can continue doing things, how long you feel good. Uh, mm. If you're waking up every morning and everything's sore, your health span is done. Mm. Right? Can you uh, bring. You can't. I mean, I guess you can dial back or dial forward. I don't know the best way to say that. Your your lifespan, when you hit that uh, health span block, can you reverse it? I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. So one of the things that I think about a lot is, um, you know, I got a lot of friends, 26, 27, 28. Um, I thought you were talking about the number of your friends, and I was I getting a little jealous. <laughs> um that uh you know they're like oh this is hurting and this is just sore all the time i guess i'm that's just age that's just old age it's like no you're younger than 30 you're in your prime right now <laughs> people think after 21 is like, oh, downhill from here man like, <laughs> those, no. those are the people that peak in high school <laughs> <laughs> um but like when you're when you're younger that's when you're supposed to dedicate the time to get rid of those pains because <clears throat> it's true as you get older things get harder to fix yeah when you're 40, when you're 50, when you're 60, and they can often likely still be fixed, but you have to put that much more work into getting it better again. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty happy. Um, since I moved in to the house, I've I've actually been very good about eating out was always a issue for me. Like just not packing lunch for work. Um, but in the past like week and a half, I've been intermittent fasting. Like I just skip breakfast and, um, usually leftovers from dinner before will be lunch. So I have I make a big dinner almost every night, pack the rest of it for lunch, uh, skip breakfast, have my coffee, maybe I put a cream in there, such that everything's just black, and then um, wait till about noon, just eat, 
And then I always stop. I, I never have dinner later than 630. Yeah. So I keep my window pretty tight because I hate eating late. It just doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. And I also hate going to the thought of going to bed with food in your stomach. Where's the calorie going? It's just living in you, right? Yeah. Try to go. I don't know what's going to go. I've just been very consistent and buying groceries and not having the luxury of being able to eat out almost every day. I've lost a, I've lost eight pounds. Nice. But I also just like I feel good. Yeah. And I'm just happy because I know like long term eating. I have a fruit market like half a click up the road. Nice. So I just walk up, grab the fruit every 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 week, grab a new fruit, grab new vegetables, and it's just like I love it. Yeah. I love it. It. Very happy. I'm glad it's been a that. good experience. Yeah. You. Uh, so you're enjoying the intermittent fasting? Yeah. I just. I love skipping breakfast. That's the big seller for me it's pretty easy it's just so easy mm-hmm. and i don't feel hungry um just have a glass of water when i like uh, shortly after I wake up and that like makes you feel full not if full in a sense um but between i don't like evening workouts so if i do work out work out in the morning yeah so from the previous night i've had dinner at 6 30 i probably sat on my ass and played some video games mm-hmm. always go for a little short walk but such than that like my body doesn't burn tons of fuel so yeah. i shouldn't wake up hungry and i don't so yeah. intermittent fasting has come oh, it's been an on and off habit more more off than on <laughs> but when it when it, when i'm in the funk it, it just comes easy it's, I it's very you easy. pointed out last podcast like get back on it if you're it's yeah it's going if it takes a little bit of mental fortitude um but not a lot and mm. like you know because there's going to be there, for me it's usually around hour 12 where i always get a little bit of grumble in my stomach yeah and i'm like ooh, i'm a little hungry but then 20 minutes later, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people don't don't realize that. But one of the big things for intermittent fasting for me is um, the, the psychological exercise of it. Mm. Like, man, I would love to eat right now, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. And basically having just that tiny little thing every day yeah. to, that, that isn't quite something that I really like. It would be nice. Mm-hmm. I would really enjoy myself if I could just make put stuff in my mouth yeah because that's all it is from eating is right yeah the chewing yep. the taste every, like the swallowing whatever that doesn't matter it's an experience it's a little experience yeah. and then just every day being like but i'm not going to mm-hmm. it i think it i think it really helps with other things i think it strengthens character and yeah. i think yeah exactly like it's it's habit building is a skill yeah and i think it's it's something that some people say is easy to do you know, why don't you just go to the gym? Why don't you just do this? But I think some people who are in those areas where something comes really naturally to them, for other people, building that habit and just doing something every day as small as waiting till 12 o'clock to eat, you know, it's hard. And, you know, I've, I've been in those ruts where you don't want to do more than just go to work, go home and sleep and go to work. You're still working. And for a lot of people, even just working full time, you know, getting to that place is a lot. And then... You know, beyond that, going to exercise, planning your meals, you know, instead of relying on eating out because it's quick and easy. Like, that's all skill building. But um, I think for people that really want to excel in life, it is a fundamental to, 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 to be good at building habits and committing to habits and waiting for, like, long-term gain with no short-term reward. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's one of the things, you know. You will benefit from all these things long-term. But a lot of us are so used to the stimulation lifestyle. You hop on your phone, you're stimulated. You yeah. you you, you try, go to the corner store, you get your stimulating food. Yeah. You go home, watch stimulating show on your Don't vibrating, sim, stimulating massage <laughs> chair or whatever it is, right? Um, that some of these basic things like cooking and cleaning 
you know, they're not stimulating. Why do you want to do them? Why do you want to meal prep? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the, yeah, it's just uh, those tiny little dopamine hits. People can't get away from them. <laughs> have you watched The uh, Social Dilemma? I have not. My friend recommended it to me. You yeah. may have recommended it to me as well. I no, My aunt just recommended it to me okay. a, a week ago. I think it only just came out recently. Yeah. Um, either way, it is it is a must watch. Yeah. I know it's not something like it's not something you'll be able to watch and be like, oh man, I need to make this lifestyle change because I know you're not someone who sits on their phone yeah. and, and you're, you're 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 tickling. You know what's <laughs> what's next on my Instagram feed? You know I'm just gonna refresh. What's new? What's popping? What's hot? You don't wake up and instead of before you know go to the bathroom. You go to the bathroom on your phone. You don't wake up and check your phone first thing. Maybe you turn do, my phone off when I go to bed. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, but I think you'll still watch and it'll it'll reinforce things you probably already know. But it's quite interesting and it balances a little fiction story with seventy five percent of the movie uh, just being a you know, documentary. And Is that based off a book? Mm. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. No. So essentially, it's it's a documentary and it has. Former head of Google, former head of Facebook, former head of uh, of Twitter, and also has some people that are involved in like Pinterest and whatnot. Anyways, all like founding fathers of, um, they're basically anyone who's a founding father in the tech industry, the social media industry, that has since like disbanded from it because they of the moral ethics of how messed up some of this shit is. You know, they're all on camera talking about what they built and and what it's doing to people. And uh, they get into a little bit of the science of it and whatnot. And there's like a, as the documentary goes on, there's just every five minutes he'll switch to like a fiction scene following this family of four. Everyone in the family is addicted to the phone, but a, a different type of addiction, whether it was the beauty standards addiction or, or um, just the general like, you know, it, the phone is getting in the way of his social interactions. Like every single person in that family had a different issue with social media and watching it's just a little fiction story that kind of breaks up the documentaries. Very well done. You know, it keeps you engaged between the both the parts of the movie. Yeah, the phone addiction is uh, a strange one. I've got, I'd say the vast majority of my friends can't spend more than a couple minutes off their phone. Mm. Um, we'll be watching movies. They're on their phone. Like, just, we'll be talking. Like, conversation stops for five seconds. Out comes the phone. I got to go to the bathroom. Like, like you, they can't, like... The thing the, the the thing that I think is people just don't think anymore. Like people can't people don't go for walks without a podcast in and just walk mm-hmm. and just think. Yeah. Um and I think that's just sort of a super important thing to do mm-hmm. is for your men- mental health, right? Yeah. Like I have I have some friends like whenever we watch a movie, they come in and they'll be like this movie got this on IMDb and this on Rotten Tomatoes and this is what these three YouTubers said about this movie and this is what I should expect about it. And I already know that I'm not going to like this movie because these people said this. And it's like, when was the last time you made a decision on yourself yeah. for yourself? Like, when was the last time you decided that you like something, even though other people don't? Yep. Right? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I feel you with that one. I, um, I'm lucky... I kind of realized this about a year and a half ago, two years ago. It's like, I'm, if you text me on on Messenger or you, you you know you Snapchat me, I might not get back to you for a few hours. I don't like being on my phone. Sometimes when I'm very bored, and I also I will scroll through Instagram, but yeah, going through a walk without a phone, without a music in your ears, without a podcast going, and just like 
that silence is powerful and that silence is natural. That silence is normal. You know, the society and the busy, busy, busy lives that we have don't align with, you know, how our species has evolved. Worlds change a lot in 150 years, but for the past, whatever, 10,000, furthermore, you know, previous uh, branch for a species, like 100,000 years, we're not much different, if at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything's changed so rapidly. We're not built for this busy lifestyle. We're, we're quiet. We're creatures that, you know, much quieter world we're meant to be in. Yeah. Unfortunately, just, you know, society hasn't gone that way, and that's not bad. Um, I just think as people think it's a conversation more people need to be aware of that um, everything we're doing isn't really normal for this. And that's why we have mental health. That's, that's a big reason for mental health issues. It's a big reason for uh, you know, addiction, whatnot. You know, it's just it's not normal for us. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's not good. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, normally and maybe the reason why mental health gets so bad for a lot of people is, you know, they've got. Uh, they've got this constant feed that prevents them from ever thinking about things. Yeah. So instead of thinking about their problems and finding ways to deal with them and solving solutions in their head or talking mm-hmm. to people about it, they're like, well, I'm just going to file this away while I look at this shit. And then mm-hmm. more problems pile up. Boom, and then all of a sudden it's just too much. Yeah. Right. You know, whereas like if you can turn it off and you can go for a walk mm-hmm. and, uh, you, and just think, like some people don't like doing that because well the brain starts coming at them and it's too much for them to handle. Yeah. Okay, but what if, what if you just let that? Ha- what if you think through those things? Mm-hmm. What if you let that happen? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause, I mean that's like ninety percent of what meditation is. Yeah, ah, man. Something I have not, haven't done in like well over a year, but yeah. um, oh, the thinking thing. I go for a walk every morning. I go for a walk every evening. I turn my phone off half an hour before I plan on sleeping. So usually off the phone and, and off the video games or TV or whatnot by 9.30, 9.45, 10 o'clock. Make my bed. I don't make my bed in the morning. I make it before That's I That's what I bed. do. That's the way to do it. <laughs> go Fuck for it. There's wa- shit to do in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Cozy time when you go to bed. Go for a walk and let the day finish. You know, mm-hmm. Let the thoughts or anything in my head just release or pro- get, get those things processed. Then I go to bed... You know, with with no more on my mind, and I sleep soundly. Yeah. And I think that's something that everyone should be doing: turning off your phone thirty minutes before you go to bed. Yeah. It will do you so better, so much better. Yeah. Wow. Obviously, it's, it's not like, my grammar any good, but um, it's well, it's just, like at it's the beginning okay. of all this COVID stuff, people are like, "Oh, I can't sleep because there's so much shit coming in and things are crazy." It's like, well, have you ever just disconnected? Like, you don't have to be associated with mm. that, right? For half an hour a night. Right, mm-hmm. you just don't have to, just let it, let it breathe. You know. Yeah. yeah. I get worried about. You know, I don't get. I guess I don't get worried about our longevity as a species, or or the state of our species, based on what phones have done to us. But it just makes me sad. It just makes me sad because, it is consuming. You know, it is consuming you. You are consumed, by a screen, and. All the little articles, news feeds, pictures behind the screen, but is not changing your day-to-day life. It is not at all. You know, the Reddit is me. an awful one. Sarah spends so much time on Reddit. Everyone spends so much time on Reddit. Reddit's good. It's you know, Reddit's like I don't spend a lot of time on Reddit. I just haven't gone deep. I don't. Enough. I have. I don't have the Reddit app on my phone. So if people send me Reddit links, um, people send Reddit links. 
Yeah. That's a thing. Okay, I don't have a Reddit friend. If so pe- people people send me Reddit links all the time, I have to watch it through the browser. And I feel like Reddit has designed their website to be shit on mobile. Totally. Uh, so that you have to use the app. Mm-hmm. As is any any time you're getting that, it is intentional. It is absolutely intentional. Yeah. And I I don't know like Reddit. When I first learned what it was, I was like, I'm not touching that with a nine foot pole. You you knew you knew it was gonna be your your I, rabbit hole. Well, I guess I never. There's never really been like there's been a few communities that I've been like a part of, mm-hmm. um, like forums back in the days of forums, like um, like fish related forums, mm. reptile related forums, like the early days of the internet. Um, I I spent a lot of time on those, and the nice thing about forums is most of the time you're generally acquiring acquiring knowledge. Yeah. Right. Totally. Reddit is just shotgun jokes interesting facts like there's never really like it's not a lot of nutrition it's not yeah it's junk food for your brain yeah uh, totally and you know maybe there's something that you'll internalize but like here's a fun trivia thing because mm-hmm. i know way too much fucking trivia mm-hmm. and if it's not from reddit i just for whatever reason my brain loves trivia um it's a good thing to love but like because it's so fucking shotgun and so fast you're never going to internalize any mm-hmm. of it ran a fact for you that'll never help you in any Anything but a maybe trivia night. Connie West grew up in Hong Kong. Really? For a period of time. I love that. I don't, I don't know the period of time, but, <laughs> you know. He grew up in Hong Kong. That's hilarious. That, me, yeah. that sounds about right. Very random. <laughs> yeah. How do you branch off from Connie West? <laughs> you don't. Or you, you can talk about anything, and Connie West is relevant in some way. Celebrity culture sucks. <laughs> You know, like worshipping celebrities? Worshipping celebrities or just... For a lot of people, that's their McDonald's. That's their social media junk food. What's the latest gossip with the Kardashians, you know, the musicians and their beefs and whatever it is, you know? God. What's it going to give you? You spend... You you probably... People... Yeah. That's one of the worst. Social media is a bad addiction, but celebrity social media addiction really makes my stomach turn. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Like, I follow one. I, I love Kanye West, all right? Yeah. I'm like, I can't lie. He used to be in my bio, like, literally two weeks ago before all the mental health shit started hitting him. And I was like, I got to take this out for a bit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Kanye West, like, he is my musical idol. And I aspire to achieve what he achieved in music in, in other parts of my life, right? I like to know what's going on. I follow a page, and every 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 few days, every three days, an article comes out, and it's like, "What's curious? What's, what's new with you, Mister West?" But that's like fifteen minutes of my week, yeah. as opposed to you know hours every day on the on the media. Ugh, that was a little bit of a rant, but yeah, yeah, everything in moderation, you know. Entertainment news, shit like that, just yeah. like that's so gross. Yeah, watching people waste away, it's. Uh, it's hard because everyone has it. And there's a certain point where, like, it's fucked up because I feel like an asshole if I'm like, hey, you're spending a lot of time on your phone. Yeah. Right? I feel like I'm the one being the asshole because I'm, like, pointing out, like, I guess if I feel like I'm pointing out someone's flaws or something. I don't necessarily think it's a flaw. I think it's just you're just a victim of the system. And yeah. sometimes all you need is someone to give you a little tug and be like, hey, man. It's like turn on your how much have you used in the past seven days tool. Let it break down for you how many hours you're using yeah. a day on average in the past week. Yeah. If you're getting something in like two, three, four hours, I don't think you need any more than that to be like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, think about people, all the things you could accomplish. Yeah. 
It's like when I was young, mom would be like, you know, how long have you been on the computer or this and that? I'd be like, oh, it's only been an hour and a half, mom, hour and a half. But like she's been keeping time and it's been four hours. Yeah. And part of you knew that. Part of (laughs) you, you know, just tried to skim it, you know. But once you you hear it and you're like, you can't argue with it. You know something's wrong. You did something wrong. You've been playing too much. You've been on Instagram too much. Whatever it is. Homies, if you're listening, go look at that number. Go you, on your phone. How much have you been on the seven days? Just imagine raising kids now with all the screens there are. Like when I was a kid, my parents would do a bunch of things to try and keep me off computer and TV. Mm-hmm. Like they'd do it like once once a month, the first week of every month, it was a screen-free week. So no computer, no TV. We have to find other things. A week for every month. Every month. That's good. Um, That's really good. They canceled the cable when I was like 10 and or like 8 and then they didn't reactivate until I was like 17 um, wow. So it was just like over the air channels. We got like four channels, one of which was like really staticky. Crazy. Um, they did this thing where every day we'd get like two poker chips and each poker chip was worth a half hour of screen time and we could stack them up and use them or every day we could get an hour of screen time with it's on the computer, on the TV. Like they did a lot of things to keep me off. And maybe that's why it's so much easier for me to break. That's pretty brilliant. From all this shit. That's pretty brilliant. Um, because i mean i guess on the one hand i was forced to figure things out but like kid, could you imagine being a parent of a kid nowadays like you got to get your kid like a smartphone when they're like seven because if they everyone else has one and if they don't get i, I have to i never no i would never get i would my kid not a do it my kid's not getting a smartphone until he can pay for his smartphone or until i'm like you know what okay maybe you are in 14 you are 14 i do want you to live a somewhat normal life yeah. but leading up to that point where he gets a smartphone I, I think I'll just try to have an honest when, relationship when with my kid about the state of reality and yeah. have him understand some of these things. Have him understand phone addiction, how unnatural it is, and, and just have him used to a lifestyle where he's not screen reliant. I don't want them playing as much video games as I did, but for me, I didn't have much of a social media thing. It was just video games, right? And that's not the worst because yeah. usually you're spending it with friends. And that's yeah. not great, you know, as opposed to being outside with your friends, but it's not as sickening to me as just like browsing the gram i'm definitely i definitely think often that like if i have kids i'm going to have this conversation with them like this is why you know look at all this information about why this is bad and why this is bad and why this thing is bad and this Mm -hmm. is why we're choosing but then like fucking probably what's going to happen is i'm going to have like a fucking eight or nine year old and be having a conversation with them but like but johnny eats kfc every day Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay well we're not johnny like, like you know, you you have to hope that your kids are going to have some level of reasoning that you can, like, be like, hey, this is why we're doing this. Yeah. Like, before it turns into a fight, like, mm-hmm. up front, when you think they're old enough to understand, mm-hmm. like, when they're going into high school or whatever and being like, we're making these decisions because of, for, for these reasons, mm-hmm. you know? I want to raise my kids outside of the city. You know, I don't want them to be isolated, homeschooled, and not have any Suburbs, friends. man. But... <laughs> yeah, I want. I'm a, I'm a suburbs man because I don't like the busy life. I don't like the traffic. I don't like the noise. I like a dark. I when it's night, I want my sh- moonlight. Yeah. To reflect huge. my shadow. I don't want a shadow coming off a street lamp. Yeah. I want my shadow in the night coming from the moon. see the stars. Exactly. All that. Can't see the stars in the city. It sucks. And nothing more I want than I mean obviously kids at one point, but a large yard. Like I'm talking. Like I want an acre. I want at least an acre, perhaps more. And I want the space to, like, raise a family, have a garden, teach yeah. them how to garden, you know, have them doing those types of things and learning to make them stimulated through 
healthy activities through life through life through books, living your own life reading board games spending time with family you know reading writing and taking pride in our education and having that be like things they enjoy as opposed to consuming mm-hmm. consuming so and, my dad used to do this thing when you know i'd be playing video games all the time or whatever my dad would come up to be like when was the last time you created something i'm like what he's like when like have like because I did like writing as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always really strong in writing um, and just creating. I made a couple machinima on Gary's Mod in my younger days. You made a... Machinima? Do you not know that word? Oh, video I remember the movie. Machinima channel. Vin- video game movies. That's what machinima means. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, it's it's videos. Like, Red versus Blue was one of the first machinimas. Okay, but I guess I am following. Um uh, so my dad would come in and he was like, when, when was the last time you created something? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, why don't you produce more? Stop consuming. Give back. Don't consume. Produce. Parents are woke. Um, my dad never owned a TV when he lived on his own for most of his life. Mm-hmm. For the majority of my life, my dad didn't have a TV. For the majority of his life. Yeah. Um, he tells me stories like he moved in with one guy and he's like... Um, the only rule is no TVs. I don't want any TVs in here. Got other things going on. Uh, and he'd go, he went to work one day and he came back and there was a TV in the apartment. And he's like, I said no TVs. And he's like, yeah, well, it's, you know, I'll just keep it. I was like, no. No TVs. Like, it's just, you know, you'd be a slave to it. People were slaves to it just as much as they were slave to radio. But, like, every iteration it gets a little worse. Yeah. I think there's... There's been an incline like no other. You know, I mean, early 40s, 50s, four TVs were standardized. It was radio. Yeah. Then it became TVs. And I don't, I don't really know what else beyond then, but now it's um, the internet and, and, yeah. and smartphones. But these smartphones, they're more than just something you sit and you get addicted to watching a show or two, you know, because it's so scheduled, right? Yeah. You, you had to work around the TV. Yeah, but but this the, this is a different monster. Yeah, and I'm worried about what's next, or not what's next, but how this evolves, because it's all changing so fast. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's getting better every day, and it's learning how to it's grip claws further into you, how to have your screen time increased by an extra twenty minutes per day. If it can do that every couple months, get a little bit more out of you every day, because it just becomes better at entertaining you. Simulating you, it's like, frick, man! It's like, like scary. Other people machine. with all the different games on their phones, like, gotta come back every two hours to get your rewards, and yeah. like, this, that, and it's fucking gross. You know, what? on the subject of games on the phone, games on the phone has flown one of my family friends to Vegas like four times over. Really? Yeah, it's weird, but like, obviously, you gotta put the hours into the game, and then they fly you to Vegas for free, and he gets free hotel for like two or three nights. Hmm. But the, the goal is for them to make you spend more. When you're at Vegas, you're spending, drinking, and gambling, whatever. That can like almost negate the forever reason. It, I don't know how it works like that. Hmm. But it negates the cost of the flight and whatever. But um, just you know, if you don't have a gambling problem and you you know maybe go to uh, the Walmart, get some food. You know, <laughs> make your own food. Dude, he's got a free trip. Yeah. And I don't know. He just literally playing the slots game on his phone for free. I don't get it. Really? I don't understand the economics of it at all. But... You know, does he pay for it? Nope, it's a free game. But Anybody does he do the microtransactions? No, no, no. My mom did it too, and she got. It was, she didn't play it as much, and she got a flight uh, to and from. Like, she just getting a hotel. No fuck. Um, no, yeah, that's crazy. And 
I just it's it's it was ridiculous though because I I probably saw her on it. I mean that was this was years ago, like three maybe three years ago. Um, the amount that she had, you have to play, you yeah. know, it's a lot. That's I mean you know what it is. It's ads. They're probably seeing ads. They're probably getting ads. Mm-hmm. That's what pays for it. I wonder. Um, I wonder. But like slots, like you ever go to a casino and you just walk past the slots and it's just people who have nothing left to live for or they can't do anything else and they're just like like it's not before at least it was a lever now it's just a button i it is sad i, I don't go to the casino very i've been much to a casino once and it was the the chances in maple ridge that's not a casino that's yeah. a glorified bingo hall it's, yeah it's it's bingo and slots Sorry, we, and i didn't even go there i went there for um the restaurant <laughs> ah, I had to walk through the casino. A couple of New Year's ago, I went there for New Year's breakfast, and I got like ramen. It was my first meal of the year. Oh, yeah. it was ramen from a casino restaurant in Maple Ridge? That's it was excellent. not good. No, it was it That's was so good. Excellent. It was not. It was it was not good. Oh. But you know, it was it was an experience. It's a story, though. It's a story. Yeah. No, who else can say that? Nobody else has a story about. I mean, I'm sure lots of people have a story about New Year's breakfast. If you went to like, Ramen at Chance's Casino in Maple Ridge for breakfast on 2018, January 1st, we're going to have to settle this because only one of us gets to live. <laughs> Did you go by yourself? No, it's with a group of That would make it even better. <laughs> no. Oh, New Year's, by your, New Year's breakfast by yourself? Like, if you're eating at home, maybe normal. But, like, going out for your... Um, I mean, eating by yourself isn't a sad thing. But no. it's on New Year's, it makes me a little sad. It's a little weird. Yeah. New I, Year's is like Christmas with friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I um I like to eat out by myself when I do. When I do want to go to a restaurant and and no, there's no one to go with, I'll still go and yeah. I'll sit down and I'll bring my journal and I'll just sit down and have some me time, a little date with me. It's 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 something when there's a period where me and Julia were uh, we're, we're broken up um, and one of my self love things and just trying to like. You know, kind of reconnect with myself and figure my shit out. I would go to a Shinobi like every Saturday, um, just for dinner. Sit down, yeah, with my journal and just have a good time. You know, le- it's important, man. It is important. It is it's important. Important to think shit. It's mm. important to like just work through stuff. And that was at a point where I would either leave my phone in my car or just turn it turn it off and put it in my pocket. And that's where I started to not use social media so much. You know, I, I was never had an issue with it really. Um, but at that point, I was just like the, the power of like you and yourself and, and, and your brain and your thoughts and your, your, your private space to just think and plan. Yeah. It's, it's, and just coming up with new ideas. Yeah. Like, I mean, like maybe, maybe other people have these thoughts, but just, just kind of thinking about information that, you know, and like, well, maybe this thing and that thing and the other thing, like, you know, um, it's, uh, it's, it's important. Um, I, li- I like going to movies by myself. I, I like don't think the- I've ever done that. I, do- I like going to the theater by myself. Mm. You don't ha- you don't have to wait for anyone. You're not meeting up with anybody. You just show up. You go into the movie. You sit down. You're not really talking to anybody while you're in the movie, anyways. Yeah. And then you can appreciate. And it's it's a completely different experience. Yeah. When I watch movies, I love to be consumed by the movie in a whole. Yeah. Like even when I am with someone, like there's barely talking. You know, I mean, I was talking to movie theaters is, you know, it's, a, it's an unforgivable sin. But nonetheless, I've never watched a movie by myself. I, that's something I might do next time. There's a movie that really interests me in a theater. You should go see Tenet. I was going to go see it with Julia, but neither of us were like, 
I don't know. I don't. I love movies, but I don't love the movie theater experience. Yeah. I don't love the movie theater experience. And this is purely unrelated to COVID. I'm just not a big movie theater guy. I love good film. I absolutely Tenet love good film. Really it's something good. I'm it's very passionate a movie about. You should watch in theaters. Does it have it's, play with? Is it play with Inception? Is that what it's meant to be? No. I thought it was. No. It's just. I mean, it's it's the same director, Christopher Nolan. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. No, it piqued my interest. It's it's. Very similar, like mind bending kind of stuff. Yeah. Although I didn't find Inception very mind bending, um, Tenet is much more mind bending. Okay, good to know. Um, uh, I'm not gonna say much about it, uh, but it's. I really appreciate good. that. It's really good. Um, and like, if you can, I'd say go to local theaters if there are any mm-hmm. local theaters that aren't Cineplex. But if you can't, we went to Cineplex, um, because that's where Tenet was playing. Uh, on a Tuesday at eight. Uh, which is Tuesday. They're Half Price Tuesdays. They're still doing Half Price Tuesdays? They're doing Half Price Tuesdays. Wow. I completely forgot it was a thing. Yeah. Um, and it, right now, uh, buying a ticket is half scene points. So usually it's uh, 1250 Right now it's only 625 Okay. Um, to get a free ticket for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw on a Half Price Tuesday at 8 o'clock, we saw seven other people, five of which were employees. In the whole theater. In the whole, from entering the front door to sitting down to watch the movie in the auditorium. Does that scare you? Or is that, like, not scare you? Does that make you a little sad? Um, for small local theaters, yes. Oh, for Cineplex, it's like... For Cineplex... You big um, pigs. You'll whatever. be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. And the kid who loses his job making popcorn and shrimp tickets isn't going to be too sad. No. I'm sure there's someone out there for him. He's, he's 15 and living at home. Like, he's, not. he's having a good time. Unless maybe he's helping his parents out. Kudos to you, buddy. For rent. That's, that's something my parents never did. Is I, Once I turned 18, I started paying rent, unless I was going to school. If I was going to school full-time, then I wouldn't pay rent. I got lucky. I, I avoided that conversation mm. for about a year out of high school before mom came in with the hammer and was like, all right, listen, son, pay up or you're, 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 you're booted. I have a friend, I and he tells me, like, he gets after me about how he's like, why are white people like that? I don't get it. Just let let your kids live at home for as long as they want. Let them save money. What? He's Indian. Different culture. I I understand. It's a different culture. I totally understand. I mean, he should understand. And also, like, you know, to each their own. But he should, like, understand why. It's just a different culture. But he also spends a lot of time complaining that he's terrified that he's never going to be able to make enough money to raise his kids. He also talks about how miserable his parents are. So I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah, I understand where we come from. I think now it's easier than ever. I think bran- oh, what is it? branching off of how consumed a lot of us are and how it affects us, I think it's easier now than ever to follow your ambitions and goals. Oh, because yeah. if people aren't if, – if, if, if a mass amount of us aren't even able to you know, find it in us to do stuff as simple as meat, like cook healthy meals, cook your own meals instead of eating out, um, you know, make your bed in the morning – Keep your home, house clean and like there's a lot of us that aren't chasing our dreams and ambitions because we're just so consumed. Why would I do – why would I put in the hard work now for like long-term payoff when every day I can have fun and, and feel feel stimulated, whatever it is, you know, through, through the phone. I think now it's better than ever for anyone out there to like – Put the there's phone things down. You want, yeah, put the phone down, think and plan and make it happen and you can do it and – um yeah, I think the market's as empty as ever, in a sense, for people with ambitions that want to be business owners, whatever it is. It's all right there. And I just wish people would focus on that stuff and sell better. See, I had this plan to go to an open mic night uh, 
for uh, stand-up comedy. Yeah. Um, I think my friend had been going for a couple months every week, and he would be going. He's like, it's tons of fun, and it's something that's like really been in the back of my mind for like five years is going and doing stand-up comedy. Go and, and have a good time. Um, Conquer, and like, that's a even like you gotta get even right in like in, in in preparation, like I'd go to like um, Toastmasters at uh, SFU. Do you know what mm. Toastmasters is? No, it's uh, public speaking. Basically, it's usually like a club or something. It's like Porco Quilm has a Toastmaster. Like it's just clubs. Okay. So SFU had a Toastmasters club. Yeah. And you go and you just public speak in front of people. It's to get over the fear of public public speaking. It's to practice public speaking. Yeah, and they do things. It's called one of the main things you do is called table topics. Um, so there's a list of like 16 unknown topics or something. Yeah, right. And you'd be like, "Give me number 14," and you'll read it. Read it. You have 30 seconds to think about it, and then you have to speak for two minutes. In at your table or just on the mic? in front of everyone. Okay, I like that. Um, and it's just to get your brain going, get like you know, get used to being up there. So I, I went and did those a few times just to get used to speaking in front of people. I was talking to my friend. I was like, okay, here we go. Like April 3rd or whatever, we're going to go. We're going to go to the open mic, and I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to yeah. finally do it. Sick. I'm so fucking scared and terrified. Mm-hmm. Like I I did things where I like sit and I just like imagine myself up on stage and people not laughing at jokes I'm telling myself. That's a scary thought. Just to get... That's, me that's, that's a scary <laughs> fucking thing, right? Like, there's public speaking like you do in, like, high school or whatever. And yeah. then there's, like, trying to make people laugh is a completely... Oh, totally with, different. With the expectation that you're going to make them laugh. Yeah. Right? Um, so I was doing all this stuff. I'm like, going to fucking do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. The only way it's going to happen is if I fucking do it. And then COVID happened. <laughs> and oh, everything too shut bad. down. Too bad. You're looking forward to that. Open mics uh, haven't opened back up as far as I know yet. Um, because most places only have a limited capacity and they're not going to waste it on uh, amateur comedians. Yep. No, it makes sense. That is a... Uh, oh, I, I can't... I don't think I'm... I'm funny. I like to think, but more in a candid way. I cannot tell jokes. I cannot provoke laughter out of people. I like to think I'm good at provoking laughter out of, like, friends because I have, like, funny stories and I'm just generally quirky, weird, and a little little fucked up. But But that's all you need. It's just – it's a different skill being able to – because, like, I have jokes that I, like, I practice on people. Yeah. Right? I do it for sure. Um, uh, The problem is being able to take the energy of being with friends and put it on stage. Yeah. No, I totally agree. But it's a skill. Like, you know, famous stand-up comedians are only famous because they've been doing it for 30 years. Right? Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, getting out and doing things. It just so happens that stand-up comedy is not one of those things you can do right now. Yeah. You can make a... From, like, for me, entertainment has always been like... Entertaining people is something I've always loved doing. Yeah. So I do this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, making people laugh is like... It's very satisfying for me. It's mm-hmm. one of the like biggest stress relievers is making people laugh. It's super healthy. <laughs> and it's super like what's the word validating there's a super good feeling yeah. of validation when you make people laugh and it's uh yeah we're laughing at me you're laughing here's, with here's, me here's I, a, I love enjoying it oh yeah that doesn't matter there's a there's a question in a relationship is it more important to you to be able to make someone laugh or to have them make you laugh i think make someone laugh because you're making them laugh and, and releasing that that positive energy from them 
And if you're probably feeling, yeah, and then obviously the person doing it feeds off of. I think it's about you know in reverse, it's the same. Someone making you laugh, but I mean, if you can make them laugh and also just have that satisfaction of making someone laugh, you're hitting both cards right there. Yeah, but like for you specifically, what's more important? Oh, oh that's just, I thought this was a right or wrong no, question. No, 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 no. Okay. No, uh, for you specifically, what what's more important to you? Making someone laugh. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. pretty steady. I don't... I tend to hang out with people who I can make laugh. If they don't laugh at my jokes, then I feel uh, inferior. <laughs> <laughs> now you got me thinking about my friendships and, you know, friendships that have just kind of dissipated over time and if that was a commonality between them. But is that you can't make pit, them laugh? I can't think. I, I don't. It's not common. It's not common to me. I, don't, I can't see that as a commonality. I, but I feel like I people like my closest friends are people that I can make laugh. Yeah. And most of them can make me laugh because all my friends are freaking weirdos, and I love yeah. you all. I love yeah. you, Pocket Hat Brigade. It's good, 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 good to have weird friends. Yeah. Well, I mean, weird's always been normal, but there's. A, I feel like there's always been in high school. Behind. Nobody wants to be weird. Yeah. And then you get up high school, and everyone's like, "Fuck that noise." Yeah, high school's a weird, weird culture, man. But, like, like nerd culture a... is considered cool now. Like, playing video games? If you don't play video games, you're weird. Yeah, I remember when that was different. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It took you guys long enough to catch up. It took a long it time took, to figure it out. High school culture long enough to figure out what's good, man. It's still so fucked up, though. Like, you can tell I, people like... played Minecraft back in the day. Yeah. Minecraft's the shit. I can't believe I'm <laughs> yeah. ashamed of that. I don't know. I tried to get people to play Minecraft with me before as a thing. When I was in alpha and still free. Uh, and I was playing it. I was like, I was legend. Like, it was like oh. it was like you had twelve <laughs> colors of blocks, and that was it. Oh, <laughs> alpha. <laughs> yeah. It was like pre-alpha. Um, and mm. I was like, hey guys, you should play with. You can just build shit. You can dig down in the ground. It's awesome. And I was like, nah, that sounds silly. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, well, and eventually stopped playing it. And then like. A year or two later, it exploded. Everyone's like, you should play Minecraft. I'm like, nah. It was a little bit out of spite, but I was also just like, <laughs> I've had my time with it. I'm not really into forever games, games that last forever. Yeah. That have no defined end. I love stories. I love taking mm-hmm. in new stories. Yeah. I so feel like that. linear games, I'm all about linear games. Mm, interesting. I um, I still have... I, I, I Get the mic a little. Yeah. Thank you. I... um. I plan on purchasing the Halo series. I still have never played it. Oh, and that's so a storyline I want to absorb. I look forward to soaking that all in. It's just a good shooter. It's like it's the first shooter that figured out console shooting. Okay. There was no console shooter before it that could do first person shooting properly. Interesting. There was like um Goldeneye, which mm-hmm. was like okay, but like the Halo controls are the controls that have lived on forever. Interesting. Right, like left stick to move, right stick to look around, mm-hmm. and then any combination thereof. Like, but those basic because Goldeneye was on N sixty four. Yeah, that was one joystick. What? Yeah, N sixty four. Uh, there's a controller. Maybe Looking not. Looking at a GameCube controller. <laughs> oh, I see it way back there. Yeah, they only have one joystick. Oh my, Goldeneye. Yeah, I never played it. Neither did I. I only played the only game I played on N sixty four, because I only knew one friend that had it, and we only play Smash Brothers. Yeah. Holy classic. shit, that is a classic. Melee is a classic. Super Smash Bros. Brawl. I mean, at its time to me was like that was like my first Wii game. Yeah. So that was classic. And now, 
Smash Bros. has always been a good game. I just, it's it's simple, it's easy, it knows its formula, it sticks to its formula, and the story. doesn't try to change too much. Does, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. I miss the the Nintendo Wii nostalgia days. You're getting <laughs> in, you're pointing at the screen, and yeah. it's moving. Yeah, um, and you move your arm, and you hit it with the tennis racket. Yeah, and oh, it's like, holy God. shit, it's working, it's doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that, it's like you're actually playing tennis. No. <laughs> Things that didn't age well. Quotes <laughs> that didn't age well. I've heard uh, amongst it. I've heard a good descri- description of the Wii is that the Wii is a bread maker. Everyone sees everyone, someone else with a bread maker. They're like, that looks like a good idea. I'm going to get me one of those. And they buy a bread maker and they use it twice and they just go back and start buying more bread. I don't know. And My, the bread maker goes into the closet. I made a lot of bread then. I played I, I, I I play a fuck ton of Wii. Wii. But. Oh, Mario Kart. Mario Kart was something I could play with my mom, and she was actually engaged in. Oh, really? And I, like, even sometimes I'd catch her like just playing it by herself, which was really cool. My mom liked a video game. That was awesome. And uh, we would go to the cabin, and when we weren't doing like, you know, cabin things, you know, campfires and cutting trees and all that shit, we would play Wii. And like, I miss those days. Simpler days, simpler times. That's dope. The Nintendo Wii era. So. It's a peaceful time. Man, I wish I had a cabin somewhere out in the woods somewhere. Your, your your cabin is your grandparents' place? Yes. Or? It's uh Are they only there like during the, the during the summer, the year year round? They're uh, they're up there more than they're down here. Um winter oh, so they live around here? and yeah, they're actual they have a residence in Langley. It's okay. a townhouse complex, but um they prefer the peace and quiet that is uh the caribou and it's, it's pretty like, good up it's there. Peaceful. Have you never been up there? Or do you, you have been? I've I've, I've spent haven't been up there uh, as of late. I went there up there a couple times when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I spend a lot of time over in the Kootenays, but maybe Caribou will wear. A... The mountains aren't as intense in the Caribou no, as some like other places. Big hills, man. Yeah, there's like rolling hills and stuff, yeah. which is nice. Like I really like. Um, my friend manages a bison farm just outside of Kamloops, and I really like that kind of okay. arid area. Yeah. Um, uh, a bison ranch, I should say, not farm. It's a ranch. Okay. Um, but yeah, everywhere there's so much shit to see in BC, and it's all beautiful. Yeah, no, BC is bigger than many countries in its own. Oh yeah. There's 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 so much going on here. I would love to get up north BC, um, like past Prince George North, like yeah, just to explore that end of Canada. Like uh, Caribou's great, you know, it's a start, but. It gets even vaster. It gets yeah. even more wild, you know? That's the thing. Think, people think of Prince George like north BC. Prince George is the middle of BC. Yeah. There's, it's not north. Yeah. You drive eight hours to get halfway up BC. Yeah. Like, that's... BC's massive. It's huge. BC, like Canada's massive. That's yeah, it. it's, it's crazy. Like I, like, I feel like I've seen a lot of BC, but I've seen, like, a fair amount of southern BC. Yeah. Right? Um, mm. Over to the sort of the border of the Rockies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only been on the island three times. Two of those times are for work. You've only been to Vancouver Island. Yeah. Three times. Yeah. Whew. I know. I haven't been up there a lot in the past decade. I used to go more for family when I was like younger, younger. But I'm going up there on uh, Saturday with uh, with Julia. We're spending the day in no Victoria. Yeah. We'll spend the day in Victoria. Don't have anything planned. But that is something to figure out on the day. Just are you going to come back that night or are you going to stay the night? Too? I'm going to stay the night. And then I'm going to come back on Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. or evening. And she's hanging out with the homie there for a few days because uh, her friend moved. Um, yeah. If you haven't been to the island, 
um, and Tofino is somewhere I haven't been, but that's obviously like a must. Uh, I would recommend Closer, if you just want some island culture, Hornby Island. Yeah. You've probably heard of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Horn, Hornby is a good spot. There's a lot lot of nature going on, like jellyfish. Well, I've spent a lot of time s- like in Sea Shelton on the Sunshine Coast. Okay. Um, but that's yeah, not buddy. the island because mm-hmm. I was born in Sea Shelton. Oh, yeah. Um, I think you've mentioned that. And uh, my grandparents live over there. My aunt and uncle live up in Powell River. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of my best buds is moving up to Powell River today, actually. Oh, congrats. He bought a to house him. up there and, like, big moves for him. Mm-hmm. He's got, like, an acre of land in the back. Oh, frig. That's dude, it's, life. Dude, land up there is so cheap. Land, land, land. If there's anything I want to, like, buy in life, it's land. Land, not the car, not the big house, but like land over all else. See, I would love to have a big house. Like a lot of people, I'll be like, yeah, I would love to have a big house, fancy fucking cars, like shit like that. And they're like, that's a little like jaded of you. I'm like, I mean, maybe, but like, I think big house would be cool as shit. Like with the caveat that if you have enough money to have a big house, you have enough money to pay people to clean the big house. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I want a house that's large enough for me to manage on my own. Have maybe. One person come by for four or five hours once a week, you know, but like I, I don't want a big house. Um, maybe that'll change if I, you know, have large assets and have have a larger vision, I guess. But I just want a comfortable house, room for my family, room for an office and room for one guest room. Now, that's kind of what I want in life. You know, I guess yeah, I, I, want, I want a big fancy. House. I want a big house because I want. I want a big house that has uh, lots of rooms where each room is its own hobby. I want a house for my fish. I want a room for my fish tank. I want a room for reptiles. Yeah. I want like maybe even like a separate b- b- garage that like its own building for like motorcycles and shit. Like mm. if I had all the money in the world, that's what I would do. If I and of course build it's your house, too. would you build the house? Because I want to build the house. If I have no money to, absolutely. Yeah. If I have the money, and I picked this thought up from someone I did a surface washing quote for mm-hmm. last year he i, I commented on his house because it was beautiful it was obviously like super custom like none yeah. of this shit none of this is normal none of this is normal and it was but it was super cool you know it was his house yeah i'm like man this is beautiful like you know when did you build that he's like oh i built it a couple years ago i'm like that's that's really cool like i love the the personality that it has and he's like yeah one of my conditions upon building it was that the architect take me in as his apprentice and in the whole process, not only is he getting to give his input, he's learning everything building. This guy, awesome. his, his life wasn't about building. He wasn't a construction worker or anything. So, you know, when it comes to how it's all done, you know, probably he was probably shit clueless. But learning and paying, he had to pay him a little extra because you only yeah. slow the process down. Yeah. But, you know, that's, um, that'd be really cool. I want to, I, w- I want that kind of money. But that's yeah, the whole other half. How do you get Tons of money. How do you get the money? Yeah. I hate that money makes the world go around, but. Well, that's kind yeah, of a it does. reality that I live in, and I want some. I definitely want some. I would love to have lots of money. I have my schemes. Mm-hmm. I, like, have, I, have, I, I know what I want to do, and I know how I want to get there. I just hope it all pans out. That's one know? of the things about, like, so I've been thinking a lot lately about, like, the American dream and the idea of the American dream yeah. where, you know, you grow up, you move out from your parents' place when you're, like, 18 or whatever, which is now kind of, like, 25, 26 people live with their parents for a really long time mm-hmm. you buy your own place you have a house in the suburbs white picket fence wife two kids mm-hmm. uh, nine to five job american dream 
Like that's what the American dream is. That's what that's what you're sold from when you're in kindergarten. Yeah. Like you're never told to want more. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you, you can you, you can have anything you want and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But no, like nobody ever really sits down and discusses what that means. Yeah. Right. You know, there's a little bit of like, you know, people look at you funny if you say you want more. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I want to be rich. I want to have all of this shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. But I think the issue with the American dream is it's not in the world that we live in, especially where we are, um, and in a lot of places in America, um, it doesn't, it's not that hard to obtain it. Maybe mm-hmm. buying a house, maybe it's a little more expensive being in the lower mainland, but in most yeah. places like middle America, um, a house with a decent size yard costs a quarter of what this apartment is worth. But even having an apartment, right? Like moving out, you own your apartment, right? You have a nine to five. You've kind of made it. Like you've kind of done it. And then maybe you get married and maybe you have kids. Mm-hmm. But like usually that, they're all very attainable by the time you're 30. Yeah. And the thing is 30 is like <clears throat> a little bit more of the court than a quarter of the way through your life. Maybe a quarter, depending on how long you live and how yeah. healthy you live and your genetics and shit like that. 30. Right. I don't think anyone's living to 120, but I digress. Yes. But I mean, some people do. It's rare. It's very rare, but with more people getting more active and getting healthy and mm-hmm. like our understanding of health span, mm-hmm. um, I think people can live a lot longer. Um, it's something I think about a lot. Health span is making sure I live for as long. I live for as long as I'm alive. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, my American dream is having a hot water tank where I'm confident enough to flush the toilet and hop right in the shower. <laughs> but oh, that's still, just that's but just still never doing it. <laughs> that's that's just that's just standard. Most most there's some system now that any house built on the last ten years, you don't have to worry about it. <sighs> that's. <laughs> I guess my American a, dream is having a fan in my like a ceiling fan in my bedroom. That's that scares me, man. Yeah, yeah. You got that Korean thing. I don't need. I don't. I need. I need a, a, a room that has temperature controlled, but I don't think the fan. Oh, what does the fan do for temperature? Or is it just it's, air it's, circulation? It just circulates the air. If it's hot during the summer, you open the window, it'll help bring air in from outside. Interesting. Um, Interesting. And you're just sleeping underneath the fan, and it's blowing cool air on you. It's yeah. nice. I don't know. I love, I love, I always, almost always sleep with my fan on. Sarah hates it. And mm. even just like the slightest window over, she just tucks away and hides. But oh, like, man. That's I rough. I like the white noise, a little yeah. bit of fan, something going on. I don't know. Maybe it's like the, sometimes I can't sleep in the, dead quiet hmm. you know that quiet room in that one universe the quietest room in the world yeah i wonder how hard it would be to fall asleep in that that sounds creepy to me apparently you can hear like your organs doing shit yep that i sometimes i can hear my stomach churning and imagine <laughs> like we don't know dead silence even when when you're out in the wilderness you know natural silence yeah but we i don't think any it's it's any of us can fathom dead silence yes yeah. like yeah a complete vacuum of noise I would I would love to get into that room. I would love. So I'm a bucket list. It's definitely on my. I would list. love to get. There's there's a few of them around. You could probably find one a little closer. Maybe not like, I mean, it'll be different of a couple decibels maybe, but it's still like. Something I don't think something you, you can even like register. I mean, once it's that level of quietness, uh, I wonder if you could register it really. I wonder. Maybe, I don't want. I don't want to have to worry about the paranormal. I just want to do the quietest one. No, I'll, make, I'll I'll get out of my way at one point in my life. <laughs> To, yeah. to get there it's only it's the so states cool. it's not too far I think there's a couple of like really quiet rooms in Canada mm. probably oh, that's crazy 
I um I want to do a submersion tank. I know there's a couple around. I do them all the time. Float in the yeah. Well, no, I haven't done them in a, in a while. But you ha- okay? Tell tell me about it. Like, what's to do to you? What what, what is the kind of the, so you get? Don't your experience? I'm, oh yeah, I'm curious. I have to pee. I'm gonna go pee and then I'll tell you the story. You 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 do that. <laughs> okay, so um, sensory deprivation tanks, float tanks. Um, they're cool. Uh, they're very difficult to figure out how to use properly. Interesting. Um, because the first time you get in, you think you can't stop your brain now when you're just going through your day to day. Imagine taking away all stimulation, and imagine how fast your brain goes. Yeah. Uh, so it takes a Ooh. long time. Uh, because I had some meditation background under my belt. Yeah. Um. It was I you by my the end of my second time I was kind of getting it under control. Yeah. Um, but you do have to go back to really figure it out. But the water's about eight to twelve inches deep. You can ask them to make it fuller when you book your appointment if you want. And there's like a thousand pounds of salt in it, so you're super fucking buoyant. A thousand pounds of salt. Yeah. So you're, it's you're very very buoyant. Yes. So you float just above the ground. And it's exactly the temperature it should be, so you don't really feel like you're in water. You don't feel cold. You don't feel warm. Um, do you feel wet, or does that kind of go away? <laughs> If it's just the right temperature, um, because generally the temperature of the air also becomes the temperature of the water. Yes. Because you're in enclosed space. Should regulate. Um, you're in enclosed space. Yeah. Sometimes you don't. Um, when you getting out, I describe to people as the feeling of literally being what it must be like to be born. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit! Because uh, first of all, you've been in straight blackness for the last hour and 15 to hour and 30 minutes yes uh you've been floating so your heart doesn't need to work so you sit up this even when you just sit up like the tank's about eh, three and a half feet tall so there's enough room to sit up and then there's a hatch at the bottom that you open up yeah to get out uh and you're climbing out and everything's fucking dark all the blood's down your feet so you're kind of dizzy you're really disoriented uh gravity is heavy like like and you're like climbing out and there's like pressure and you're you're greasy you're slimy because there's so much salt in the water yeah um so everything's like kind of slippery and uneasy and like you're weak Jesus. and dizzy and everything is dark because the lights are off outside too hmm. um or if they're not off they're really really low uh so it's like and of course the weird thing that happens that happens to me anyways is you spend an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half in there. Your appointment is for 90 minutes. So you go in, there's a shower in the room. You have a shower, you go in naked um, and then you get out and you have a shower. So um, usually it's between maybe an hour, an hour and a half. And um, you, uh, you get in and you lay there for an hour and however long you're in there and you're like, okay, I'm in here. Some, no, you know, it takes a while. You have to get the, hold your hands against the side to get the water stop moving for like five minutes and then slowly bring your hands in or else you're going to be floating around and bumping the sides and shit. Mm-hmm. So you really need to be really careful with that. And you're like, you're thinking about things and sometimes you can slow your mind or sometimes your mind wanders. Um, sometimes I use it to like visualize situations or just think through ideas and stuff. Mm. Um, and then they start to play really gentle music underwater, like they got underwater speakers and they play really gentle music to let you know you're, Time is almost up. Now is the time to start getting out. Um, 
And then if you don't get out in five minutes, a little thing comes on and says, get out of the get tub the now. Get the heck out of here. And then, um, uh, so you're laying there and you're like kind of going through all this stuff. And then you're like, man, I've been here for a while. And then the music goes. And for some reason, my brain clicks and I feel like I haven't been there for any time at all. Like something happens in my brain where that time suddenly did not exist. Like I still remember all the memories and the experience I had, but suddenly it seems like I've been in there for like 10 minutes. That's very interesting. It's super weird. And I don't know if that's something that other people experience, but it's a thing that I've experienced. Very interesting. Very interesting. When you, that what you just said there about time makes me think of when you're driving and then you're like, Oh, it's been half an hour. Yeah. I haven't even been thinking about, I don't know. I kind of, I I think it's a lot like that too. Yeah. It's yeah. a weird feeling. It's like, yeah, this should be a very focused task. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, little lives on the line, but that sounds very cool. And it's also like, it's really good for your back and stuff too, because like there's mm. zero pressure and stuff. And I've still never been to any sort of massage, physio, anything from my, any, any of my muscles in my life. And I keep telling myself I'm going to like book a massage just to get it done and feel like, what's it feel like two days later? You know, I want to know, but... That sounds like a very cool experience. I really want to try that. Absolute silence. And, oh, I'm very, I'm very provoked right now. I'm like, is, my interest is very... Go on to Groupon. There's a place in... I'm, there, I'm sure there's places in Langley. I think there's one place in Surrey. Mm-hmm. But there's one place here uh, just down the street on Port Moody. Um, you can get... I think you get it for forty percent off, so it's like thirty-five dollars for a session. Normally, it's like sixty or something. Oh. Um, I don't know. I remember working at the paintball place. Groupon sucked for sales, so. Oh yeah, you don't want to fuck like, them I like feel that. Like I, I I can relate to whoever the business owner is. I'm just going to buy it full price, but I should, I'm going to try it. Yeah. I, was gonna, I always knew I was going to try it, but I think now I'm like I'm going to book that for a couple weekends. Get it done the next month. I just like I want to have that experience. They're open till nine. You can do it after work too. Okay, that's good. I wonder. I think I'd do it like. I've done it stoned once. That was too much. Too much. It was a little too much. I wasn't quite prepared for it. Um, Is that your first time or no? It was like my fifth or my sixth. Okay, you've been a hot few times. I've I've been six or seven times. Okay. Um, Do you usually go there with an objective? No. My objective is to relax. That's the other thing. You know when you like get out of a hot tub. For like, <sighs> you you've been in a, you get out of a hot tub and then you're just like so relaxed for like an hour or two. Yeah, you're just like so chill and everything. Yeah. Getting out of uh, the float tank is like that, but has a much longer tail on it. Mm. You relax for like five or six hours just the rest of the day. That's super cool. It's just you're just so chill. Everything's nice. <sighs> everything's good. Maybe that sounds like a morning activity for me. I'm not certain. But either way, I'm it's a long. It's a, it's a lot of a lot of time you need to dedicate before work, because it is ninety minutes. I was thinking maybe on if they're open on weekends, doing a Saturday or Sunday float. Do it first thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Done, I did like an eleven o'clock one, and the rest of the day I went over to my friend's place. I did it with uh, Sarah. We did like a, a couple's tank, which is not it was a dumb idea, and I'm never going to do it again. Doesn't sound like a good idea. Um, it was just like you're floating, you're always bumping into each other, and Sarah never done it before. Uh, uh, and I was like, you should do it. Like, we'll do it together and make it easier. Um, uh, it was a bad idea. It was not a good experience. It wasn't a bad experience, but it was like just too much shit going on. Yeah. Um, it's distracting. 
uh, oh, earplugs are very important. Good, high-quality earplugs that will not let water into your ears. Mm. Um, if you can get, like, those um, silicone earplugs that, like, morph to the shape of your ear. Okay. They're, like, usually three or four bucks or something, and they're just, like, these big silicone things, and you warm them up, and you push them in your ear, and they seal into your ear. The foam earplugs don't work, and you let inevitably get a wa- get water leaking into your ear. And it's phone stuck. earplug? Oh, foam. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, we we went and we did it, and I was still really relaxed afterwards. And we went and got Donaires and went over to my friend's place and just spent the next four hours listening to music on his dad's six thousand dollars stereo system, and just like, oh my gosh, just like oh, so chill. Oh my, good encompassing sound systems are. Thinking about getting one, but it's going to be like the cheap end is like 700 bucks. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I just the need cheap to end, the sound bar. The, I mean, like, a, like anything is better than TV speakers. Yes. Anything. Literally, even just like a fucking little Bluetooth speaker with like an auxiliary port in the back. Anything. There's a million reasons why TV speakers suck. First of all... uh. Do you know that what a driver is in a speaker? Yes. Like the thing that actually moves. Um, it's not room for a driver. There's no fucking you room, need, especially you need, like, depth. Yeah, you need especially depth. in modern TVs, like you have maybe one or one or two millimeters of movement, right? Yeah. And like people turn their speakers all the way up, and they're like, "I can't understand what's going on." It's because you don't have range on your drivers. Yeah. Right. Um, Often they're back facing. They're back facing. They're pointing away from you, which is like. Who the like? Why would you ever listen to speakers that way? Like everyone knows, like you point speakers towards you. That's like speaker rule number one. Yep. Um, there's this idea of isolation in speakers, where you have um, the tweeter separate from like the subs, mm, um, mm-hmm. or like the high range separate from the low range. Because if you have a low range thing connected to a high range thing, when the low range thing vibrates, the high range thing is going to go with it, and it's going to it's going gonna, it's gonna to juice up the high range sound, yeah. right? Because then the high range thing is going to be vibrating more than it's supposed to, right? Yeah. TVs are so lightweight that it's all bundled together, right? Yeah. They've got a tiny little bit of movement. They're facing backwards. It's all, all of it's vibrating together. You can never under- hear the different things. Mm-hmm. Like even if you go to like London Drugs or on Craigslist and you spend 20 bucks or 30 on a pair of speakers, it's going to be miles better than what you're dealing with. Yeah, I got a TV. little Logitech system. Great, it's 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 they're strong. They're strong speakers. Probably I got them off uh, marketplace. Marketplace, I love marketplace. Marketplace, marketplace is a way to go. It's so good. It's it's definitely replacing Craigslist as like my go-to. It's um, it's much easier to use. Yes, I don't. I try to avoid buying things new because so much shit gets thrown away. I agree. I mean, I can't say I do the same, but <laughs> I, I I can't argue with that statement. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's definitely the way to go. Um, but yeah. I um we're, I'm getting a new TV unboxing day. My roommate's plan is we want a new TV. It's bigger for the shows and whatnot. But wait, we're gonna wait till Boxing Day get it then or there, Cyber Monday. There is um actually tomorrow two days from now mm-hmm. two days from now October first there is an auction. Are you familiar with Able Auctions? No. Um, they, does the guy do the funny talking? Uh, yeah, he does. Um, okay, they're I doing their auctions that. online now. Oh, um, and they're doing. Uh, you can bid ahead of time, mm-hmm. and then if everyone, anyone wants to bid um, higher than what you've bid, mm-hmm. um, they can at the time of. They'll be like current bid one hundred twenty-five dollars. I'm going to one hundred fifty. I'm going to get one hundred fifty. 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 One hundred f
so they have a uh, office supplies and electronics thing going on right now and that includes about 30 big screen UHD TVs and I was looking through it today and they were going for about 125 bucks plus they charge UHD a- like we're talking ultra ultra HD so that means more colors that's what UHD means um, so you'd be there's like 125 bucks and then there's like an auction fee and stuff like that so it'd probably be about maybe like 150 it might be like closer to 200 are these but, is there do you know if there's faults in the the ones that have faults are labeled like they have a line on them on the screen but they're open box but they power them all up and check them before they sell them how are these acquired man um usually it's like store closing type uh, of things? something's lost in the mail or like returns or like interesting like interesting they almost always have a couple tvs on every one of their auctions i think they have general auctions able auctions they're actually they out. actually had a uh, remind me and I'll send you a link. They actually had a UFC sale recently and they were selling octagons. <laughs> they had ox- octagons on. Yo, my uh, on my auction. friend's dad told me about we were, it had come up. It was it's local, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, the octagon had come up in recent conversation. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. There was a UFC fight over the weekend. Yeah, I, oh. I didn't watch it, but Man. I know about it. I, I love mixed martial arts because I mean MMA to me is just it's like it's a form of expression. It, it's a it's it's sport at its purest, and not just that. Like there's there's beauty behind it in my eyes when I watch it. I watch it with like awe. It's awe inspiring, and watching every fighter speak through their actions in, in in one of the most purest ways possible. You can read a lot about people and learn a lot about someone through watching them fight. Um, there was a master class performance of kickboxing and and, and can, everyone was hyping up this fight to, to be a battle between the strong, powerful hulk looking dude versus the skinnier but more skilled fast and 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 just you know longer opponent um both with different striking abilities, but both being strikers and the odds were getting to about i don't know. 60-40. And usually when it's 60-40, you're looking at a competitive fight. Like, the it's very balanced, you know? Um, the champion, Israel Adesanya, put on this clinic. The other opponent landed two significant strikes. Like, a jab. I think he actually landed a jab and a leg kick. And this wasn't like a 10-second, 30-second knockout where he only got the chance to. They were in there for eight minutes. And in eight minutes... A world-class fighter could only land a jab and a head kick. And watching him completely dismantle him, kick after kick to the leg, jab, and the guy would come in with a flurry and he'd just be out and about, just right out of the way. It was, I've watched MMA for a long time, but watching that level, I, I forgot it had existed. And it was like, not that it brought a tear to my eye, I, I was just, it really brought me back to why I love the sport. Seeing people achieve feats like this it was so cool and he's super into anime so it just makes it 10 times better because he does like all these anime references when he's talking on the microphone and only like me and the weebs understand and it's just like he's great oh it was incredible yeah there's something incredible here we go with the martial arts segments of our podcast there's something about like every time <laughs> there's something about that like the martial arts and like really high level fighters that you know people are like oh fighting is barbaric doesn't that I guess they just don't understand what it takes to be that. Yeah. Or maybe secretly they're 
jealous that they don't have it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, like we were talking about, like just people like not giving up and not doing anything like that. Like the thing about these people is like nobody is more than a person. Nobody's a god, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, anybody can do those. I mean, obviously, there's some like physical attributes that you just happen to be born with and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like you can still be a black belt in anything you want if you just dedicate enough time to it yeah absolutely that's one of the great things about jujitsu is that it doesn't matter what shape your body is you can figure it out oh yeah it's and i'm sure kickboxing is similar oh yeah oh yeah the um i forget his name the champion of the biggest kickboxing organization for it was early 2000s he was uh some 300 pound beefcake there was he was just an anomaly and he was just like a glitch in the matrix man was he russian no he was i mean you guess you can be russian and black but i know he wasn't (laughs) 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 i know he was that's a rare breed freaking beefcake and he wasn't a great kickboxer you know there's many people out there who could do it better than him technique wise but he just walked <laughs> it down mm-hmm. you know and and it was heavy it was open weight once you get to a certain weight it's just open weight right yeah. and that's what he did and it was just crazy but nah this is it's the speed that it really attracts me power has never been an attractive quality to me in a fighter it's speed it's speed yeah. and strategy and israel is like He's a once in a generation thing. I'm super excited. He's just he's only just started MMA. Mm. He has a hundred combat fights. He was a, he had eighty kickbox, kickboxing matches, and this was his twentieth mixed martial arts fight. So now Damn. he's entered into a fighting stage a hundred times. Most martial artists maybe have a couple amateur fights under their belt, mm-hmm. but he's bringing in on top of most people a hundred, sorry, like eighty plus battles over. That's that's a very, very underrated thing. People call him skinny and this and that, but he. Yeah. There's a mentality to it. Yeah, it's just another it's one of those things you do it enough, and I mean, at least your brain gets like. I mean, like if you're if you've only done a few amateur fights, mm-hmm. and then suddenly you're in like UFC combat, mm-hmm. and like you've got all these fucking eyes on you, like there's it's going to take a toll on the way, on the way you perform in the ring. Yeah, there's certainly levels to that shit, and uh, he's making the people that we look at the top look like they're on the bottom. I'm gonna send you the fight. I don't know if you're interested enough to watch it, but if you have eight minutes. To yeah, I'll watch see something it. crazy. Minutes, I'll definitely watch it, that. It's, it's. I, I know you'll pick up on what, 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 what. The experience, the, the experience watcher sees. I know you have that. You have that combat experience. Uh, jujitsu, whatever it is. Nonetheless, you know you'll see it, and it's, it's beautiful. Oof. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Um, I was thinking. I want to. I want to finish talking about the uh, American dream. Yes. Because it kind of goes back around to like. Um, you know, people reach 30 and they've kind of achieved that mm-hmm. and they've never considered doing anything else. So they think that like, you know, they're on top of the world. And if they're, if they're happy with it, then that's, that's good for them. Yeah. But like um, just being fed that your entire life, like it kind of, kind of ties in with a thing of like, you know, people look at extremely successful people and they're like, man, I just don't have that energy. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And of course, like, you know, we're talking about, the rock before we started recording yeah and how like he's just this beast of energy output right mm-hmm. but I, i'm willing to bet the reason why he has so much energy output is because that's his normal 
mm-hmm. he's decided to make that as normal. Yeah. Right? Like, I'd like to get that level. Yeah. What, one of the things I, um, I used to tell the Sarah when she'd get home from work, she'd be like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't have time to work out. It's like, uh, imagine you're out for a hike with your mom. Yep. And you're an hour out of cell reception. And it's not a long hike. Or maybe it is. I don't know. Um, and you're on your way back and she breaks your leg and you're tired. And you're tired. But you need to get her medical attention. Yep. Are you going to be like, oh, I'm too tired? No. Or you can get your mom in your back and you can keep going. You can figure out a way to solve you this will problem. Find a, you will figure out a way. There is, there is always more energy. Where there is a will, there is a way. Like... Um, and it's kind of one of those things where like people are like, oh, I'm too tired to do anything after work. It's That's like, bullshit. It's because you, you've chosen to be too tired. That's a yeah. decision that you made. Mm-hmm. Um, and every day you just, you know, add a little more, just add one more thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't immediately need to be go to the mm-hmm. gym. Maybe just go for a walk, mm-hmm. you know, and then your body adapts. Like when I go, when I go backpacking, first day is usually the mm-hmm. most tiring, but by day three and day four, I'm just like. My energy levels are so much higher because mm-hmm. my body's like, okay, we need to be prepared mm-hmm. to put this energy out. And that getting to that point does take skill, but you and you just need to figure out what works for you. But people who can get to that, figure out how to um, get past the excuses and make it happen, they're they're already in the top ten percent, you know. And it's that easy these days. I know it's like, what is your American dream? What is your American dream? What's my dream? Like, what would, what would I be doing with my life that would make me the happiest? And, like, where would I be? What's, yeah. what's the end goal? Yeah. Um, to be able to live... I mean, my, my dream dream is to have excess of money based off of entertaining people. Giving people a form of entertainment. I, my, my breakdown can be simplified to about the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but... I would also be very happy to be able to just live a comfortable life off of entertaining people. Mm-hmm. Um, being myself and using my personality to make money. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one, one of the things that I feel like with any job I've ever been in, except when I worked at Petland because I worked with people my age and just could just be silly and dumb and say dumb shit and have a good time. Um, but pretty much every job I've ever been in, I've never really felt like I've been able to like fully express myself properly to like a natural level because, uh, the, the things that I say and the thoughts that I have can often be misconstrued as, uh, uh, derogatory or even like not politically correct. Like my views on anxiety and depression and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, insensitive, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, if someone has a problem, like they're trying to find, like, I guess my problem is like, I'll, I also, I like to find solutions for people and sometimes people don't like that, but just in general, just like making jokes and like, um, I'm, I'm I always have to keep my mouth shut because I never know if I'm going to say something that's fucked up. And it's like, it's like all or nothing mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. It's kind of something that I struggle on this podcast because I am somewhat selective with the things I say, but also like I know that I've said shit on this podcast that like I probably don't wouldn't want an employer to hear. Yeah, and the scary I, I the thing you. is the thing is that the shit I've said on this podcast is uh, it's it's who I am. Yeah, right. And um, the fact that if people ever find out who I am and the way I think and the way my brain works, mm-hmm. um, then that's like like. Do I want to work for someone? 
Mm-hmm. It's also just the fact that nine to five doesn't work for me. Yeah. I hate nine to five. I hate uh, it. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, it kills me. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I would just, I, I would like to be able to make money off of entertaining people. That's really cool. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah. Um, that's my American dream. And that's why I've got a podcast. That's why I've got a blog. Um, yeah, it all makes sense. It's, um, it's why once my contract is done, I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to see if I'm going to explore other avenues to try and find ways to uh, make money, whether it's through making videos or writing or going and doing stand-up. Uh-huh. Um, stand-up is not a lucrative business. Mm-hmm. Um, spend most of your life as an amateur open micer. Mm-hmm. But you never know. The music industry. You never know if you don't try. Yeah. Is kind of the the key thing, and I was thinking, I was thinking, um, I've had a couple people say to me, and I'm sure a lot of people think about it too. Was like, oh, that guy considers himself like, you know, oh, you consider yourself like a little Joe Rogan, don't you? No, I don't. First of all, Joe Rogan's like, there's so much more to Joe Rogan than like I ever have. But um, I do think there's parallels and things that I enjoy doing and things that he's enjoyed doing mm-hmm. and things that I enjoyed doing before I ever listened to him. Yeah. Um, well, I think the parallel is you both enjoy entertaining people, and a podcast is a very easy way to do that. And I hate that podcast, and that where this realm is associated with Joe Rogan, <laughs> Joe Rogan solely. And people yeah. forget that you know, just talking is. <laughs> Joe Rogan didn't invent talking, homies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but at the same time, I think like you know, you always hear people need a role model. Right. What's what's a role model? A role model is someone you model what you want your role in society to be, and you based your role in society off them. They're the model. Role. I never got the role part of role model. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, And I have two role models. Well, I've always had one role model. It's always been my dad. Mm. Um, uh, But Joe Rogan, I guess, would be a close second Mm. uh, to achieve the success that he has achieved just by being himself yeah that's the biggest thing that's very cool is he's just being himself he's just this cultural juggernaut uh that has this personality that attracts people to him yeah right Mm -hmm. now joe rogan is a uh i guess yeah he's nothing more than a man but to to be to be yourself and to to profit off of it it's very cool and there's nothing yeah. more than it started off with him talking microphones and then, mm-hmm. Hey, would you like to host this? And it just all builds from there. And all it is, is you just being you. That's very, very cool. And very few people get to have success just doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of one of the draws I, of comedy yes. for me is that comedians aren't out to please. They're out to make people laugh. Yes. Um, but if you're a comedian that's trying not to offend anybody, you're not going to get very far. Yeah. Because everyone's slippery be slope these days. Yes, it's very slippery slope, which is why I'm scared about this podcast. Like, I don't. Uh, I assume you probably haven't listened to most of my episodes, as most people haven't. I have not listened uh, um, to uh, most of them, no. But uh, I'm sure there's something in here somewhere. I mean, pretty much every episode, there's something someone could pull out and be like, "That's that's a little fucked up." Yeah. But then it can people think that using the wrong color of emoji is fucked up. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, but yeah, I'll just keep keep being me. Keep saying the shit I want to say. Keep having my friends on, mm-hmm. having good conversations. 
Um, did you hear the rumor about um, butter? Butter? Yeah. What? I shouldn't spread it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the extent of my comedy <laughs> career. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, with that, uh, I think we're going to shut down. Was it but wasn't that bad, was it? No, it was great. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Yeah. I was, well, we're going to call it there because uh, there's nothing we can, we can't go. You can't, you can't, yeah. You I mean, can't. You can't talk that joke. I'm sorry. Yeah, we peaked. We peaked. I think maybe I'll just end the podcast forever. That's the final episode. <laughs> All right. Always a pleasure, my man. Yeah, thanks for coming. Uh, and we'll just chill soon. Yeah. Off mic. Hey, I'd love to watch that debate with you. Yeah. We could, we I don't know could. if you like generally enjoy or don't enjoy being on or watching debates or something you end up watching because it's just enticing, but I'm going to watch it. Yeah. So let me know if you want to watch that together. Uh, well, let me know how it is. Okay. I'm there trying will be two more coming. I'm way more dissociated from American politics this time around. Oh, okay. So I just not. don't, I don't want anything. It's all sad. Mm-hmm. No outcome is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right. Uh thanks for listening everybody. Thanks for being on Deontay. Yeah. It's always time. a pleasure. Yeah, buddy. Uh and until next time, get up, retrain your brain, change your energy levels. Get angry at me for saying, "Well, that's not what anxiety is and that's what not what depression." Get angry at me. Use that anger to get something done. Get off your damn phones. Get off your phones. Uh and stop wasting those days. Mhm.